This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Torn testicles. <laughs> the brattiest kid ever. Pig semen shampoo. A German who played for the Cubs during World War II. Rick's brush with German. Werner Klemperer. And we go up to Milwaukee to the uh, Bobblehead Museum and Hall of Fame. And we talk to its CEO, Phil Sklar. All that in unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men. That is coming up right now. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Welcome to another edition of Minutia Men with just Rick ripping, and Dave. We're ripping these off like every week. I mean, come on. Once a week, free you know podcast coming right into your phone or wherever you listen to your podcast. Have you noticed how quick these weeks are going by? <laughs> yeah, it seems like oh just moments God. ago that we <laughs> oh finished the previous show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, you're going to London next week. I am. London. Yeah. London, England. Uh, yeah. And I'm going, to, me. I'm going to be broadcast or I'm going to do a... Um, a shtick for your yes, you're calling podcast. into the Free Kicks podcast, right? Um, which will have already taken place, right? And I'm going to be going yes. to I'm going to be a time. we are we are recording this a week in advance. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so, yeah. but let me just say this. All right, um, I am happy for you that you're finally going to uh, uh, experience life outside of the Chicago area. Because you need to go out and travel. You need to go out and experience the world. And England is a is a lovely place, and I just hope you have the best time ever. Thanks. Yeah. I well, I've been there before, but thank you. Well, I just thought. Who is good. this? Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to change my whole life. Let me to explain to you why. Okay. Uh, this last couple of weeks ago, I had my birthday. Yeah. I turned 56 years yeah. old, yeah. and I had to get my license renewed. Mm-hmm. All right now. Uh, have you done that recently? Uh, I did it a couple of years ago. Okay. So one of the things you have to do is you've got it. They, they look at your facts and figures Yeah. and I hadn't had it renewed in five years. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the weight 172, right? Yeah, it's, I believe it said 165. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Which, uh, is no longer true is way no longer true. Right. So I had to fix that, which killed me. Did the, did the lady say, did well, she said, you know, still 5'10", you know, brown hair, yeah. you know, still, yeah, blue eyes, yes. Um, 165? <laughs> That's what she said. I said, oh, no. <laughs> so I had to change it. What so, would you change it to? 190. Really? Which is even high, in, and here's why. I'm well, thinking, you're, you're thinking it in advance. Exactly. You're, it's, the, it's the AP course, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm less than 190 now, but I went with 190 because I figured. Yeah, you're rounding up. Sure. Um. And then they took my picture. Yeah. And the first picture I thought was fine. Um, but he said that I was looking at the wrong. I wasn't looking at the... The correct lens or the whatever. The correct lens. Right. I said, that's okay. You know, I'm just looking up yeah. above it. He goes, no, no, you got to look down. All right. Now use your head and look down. What happens when you look down? Okay. Do it. Okay. I look down. All right. Oh, double chin. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. They did this on purpose. <laughs> 
So, I mean, uh, the only person that would not have to... I'm only 5'10". Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, who are who are these people that are looking straight ahead? Right. 5'2"? Five, five right. So, the, the Department of Motor Vehicles, they're doing this is shtick for them. And, and they're just pimping everybody. <laughs> they're punking us. <laughs> look, so, I'm going to show this to you. See it. Oh, wait. This is the old one. Okay. I'm going to show this to you, but I want you to know that you are going to be the last person that ever sees this or a policeman when you do something wrong i'll give him the old one i don't care <laughs> uh, i mean yeah this is uh expired. Well, i've got a new one where's the new one none of your business <laughs> copper all right take me in all right let me see it I, I mean you know what i don't know if i want to do this well yeah you, you, you had to it's on the podcast you got to do it oh my god well come on all right <sighs> come on all right here it is <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Isn't that terrible? That's not two chins. That's that's like eighty chins. That's three chins, and I don't even have three chins. Oh my god! This is uh, yeah. Well, here let me. Yeah, you're right. You don't. I no. don't. Well, I think part of the problem is also you. Did you shave beforehand? Uh, I don't know. Am I not shaving? Hold on. Let me look at your other. Uh, no, I don't know. Is that? Yeah, you just look. Oh my oh, god! That, that's that just is, horrible. That is. <laughs> That is bad. It, it could it couldn't be worse. Um, let me see. It's here. like a caricature of how uh, I will look as a corpse. Um, yeah, and what we're gonna do is I'm going to say your license number, which is K. I, 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 <laughs> yeah, nice picture. Well, did you know that when I? Oh, oh I, my God! Look at that. That's just ah. Can we post it on our Twitter? No. Page? No one's ever going to see it. When I... Hey, here's the here's the previous one. That's what it looked like five years ago. Yeah, you, you look better. Yeah. You're definitely hotter back in... When was this? Like 2014, something like that. You know, when I got my license renewed, you know, hair color comes up, right? Yeah. And for the longest period of time, <laughs> it was brown, you know, because I did have brown hair. Yeah. And, you know, you just... It just keeps going over, right. and, you know, you just re, re-up it. And the lady goes, you know, you could say bald. <laughs> you know, they have to deal with, with terrible people all the time. And so I will, uh, I'll cut them some slack, but I don't, I don't appreciate this. Yeah, right. That, and I even said to the guy when he handed it to me, I said, is there any way I can take this yeah. picture? And he goes, no. <laughs> no I mean, porky. This is a terrible yeah, that's picture. A, that's he goes, bad. it's fine. Nobody cares. Like, yeah, I care. <laughs> Did what did Bridget say? She hasn't I, seen it yet. No, she's never going to see it. Uh, or she said she goes through your wallet. Probably she'll say it. Well, I'm going to hide it. Oh my god! All right. So, well, you look great. Yeah, thank you. Today. I look a lot better than that damn picture. That's for sure. So, do you have any minutia that you'd like to share with us this week? Um, I'm going to England. Yes, there's a game called rugby there. Have you ever played rugby? Because you look like you would be a great <laughs> rugby player. I've never played rugby. I don't understand the yeah, rules at all. Well, whenever I've seen it, it's just a bunch of guys. It's like football without pads. And rules. Yeah. <laughs> right. It doesn't appear. So George Flanagan is a uh, Bradford bull. Okay. Okay. And he's a hooker. Yeah, evidently. You know, uh, really? You know, evidently, that's a Oh, position. that's like a position? Right. Mm. And he got an eight-game ban for a testicular attack. <laughs> Bradford hooker George Flanagan has been banned for eight games for a grade F attack on the testicles 
in his side's championship Jeez. loss to Toronto on the 4th of August. Was it during a scrum? I, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, at the independent tribunal hearing. Order, order. In the case of Flanagan yeah. against <laughs> testicles. <laughs> at, the, at the independent tribunal, tribunal hearing, the 32-year-old was deemed to have made contact with Toronto fullback Hakeem Mailudi. While making a tackle, actually, it wasn't yeah. a was making a tackle. He has been fined 250 pounds and will miss the rest of the season. Wow. I know. That's harsh. Absolutely. Yeah, excellent. Now, I saw the video of this. Yeah. Wasn't that bad. You know, when I, when I played soccer, there, there was a kid, you know, when I, was a, when I played in high school, there was a kid named Nick who was on one of the rival uh, soccer teams mm-hmm. in, in uh, high school. Is and this while you were in in America? Okay, senior year. So that is why you got a varsity letter, is because soccer wasn't even played in America, and you played soccer, so you knew the rules, and that's why you got on the soccer. It team. It wasn't there. quite that bad, but yes, <laughs> it was similar to that. Yes, okay. uh, but it, there was a kid named Nick who played for uh, Forest View High School, and he was the dirtiest player right. ever. He was he was their striker, star scorer, whatever. He would it and corner kicks. Whoever was defending him, he'd punch him in the balls really? as hard as he could because you can't. There's so much going on on a corner kick, the referee doesn't see it, and so the guy, whoever was covering him, would just drop, and he'd have the easy head ball, <laughs> boof, knock it right in. Really? Yeah, he did it to me. That's how I know that he did it. He did it all the time. Um, and he's state senator, right? <laughs> yeah, I think he was. He was all state. I mean, he was like one of the best players. Well, this. The, this guy that uh, George Flanagan hit, d- nothing. Right? Nothing. But I got some great testicle injuries if you want. Oh, you want I'd love to. So, I'd love it. Nicholas Lindstrom. You know him? Yes, yeah, sure. The hockey player. Yeah, first thing that the doctor asked Lindstrom after he got shot in the gonads by Patrick Sharp was if he was planning on having any more children. Oh, my God. Right. Lindstrom. Uh, Patrick Sharp, a Blackhawks player. Lindstrom says it was the worst pain he's ever experienced. He blacked out and vomited in his mouth, almost causing choking. Wow. His testicle swelled to the size of a grapefruit, a literal <laughs> if grapefruit. If you know what I mean, baby. This is the funny part here. Yeah. Two days after the incident, Lindstrom's four-year-old nephew ran into him and headbutted him. <sighs> Sending oh. him to the emergency room. Oh my and anybody, God. any male who's had little kids running yeah. around knows that. Yeah. They, they, I had two little ones when I had the vasectomy. Oh. Yeah. And uh, they would jump on my lap. I was like, ah. Uh, you think this one's bad? I got another one. Yeah. Mike Metzger. Okay. He's a motocross guy. Oh, <laughs> I see where this is going. In December 2004, after over rotating on a 70 foot backflip and neck back, yeah, which come on, if I had a yeah. nickel for every time I did a neck back, right. uh, the godfather of freestyle ended up impaling one of the bike's jagged tooth steel front pegs into his left testicle. Oh, in front of 20,000. Oh, fans. I don't even care how many people see it. Uh, he was rushed to the hospital where he underwent emergency surgery to remove the testicle and wire his pelvic muscles back together. Oh, my God. That's horrible. What about Wayne Shelford? How many of these you got? 16. Uh, uh, Wayne Shelford gets his scrotum torn open. Yee. 1986 match against France, another rugby player. Yeah. Wayne Sheffold um, was, was, was in one of those... Scrums. Right. Where 
you don't see what's going on yeah, there. And right. I think they're basically it's like just, a fumble in football. Right. They're just grabbing each yeah. other. And um, he was uh, he jogged off the field with a testicle hanging out of him. Oh, okay. oh my, I don't want to hear anymore. This is killing me. Yeah. So basically a cleat or a switchblade oh, or something. Oh. Just a switchblade. Yeah, some guy pulling out a switchblade in his scrum. Filleted him in a scrum. So there you go. Wow. All right. Well, thanks for that. Yeah. Um, I have a story for you. You ever notice also that when women see a man get whacked in the balls and crumble, they they laugh it's, uncontrollably. It, right. But they yeah. hate they hate the Three Stooges because it's too violent. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, you get whacked in the balls and it's comedy gold. <laughs> Here's another story. I've I've just this is my new thing. I'm pulling out stories to make us feel better about our kids. Okay. Because this, th- imagine having this kid, 22 year old man. I call him a man, but come yeah, on, come on. He pushed a brand new BMW into a river because he didn't like the car he received as a birthday gift. The Times of India reports the man wanted a Jaguar. <laughs> so he got mad. What a jag you are! <laughs> and pushed it. It pushed the BMW into the river. According to the report, um, Akash was so upset of getting for getting a BMW 3 Series two months ago, he deliberately moved the luxury vehicle into the western Yamuna Canal. Yeah. What's his name? Akashi. Akashi, you get what you get and you don't get upset. Yeah. His family sold uh, the BMW. He, let's see. Akashi was demanding for a Jaguar car from his father, but when his father failed to buy one, that's when he threw the BMW yeah. into a fit of anger. You know what this story reminds me? First of all, it makes me feel a little better about my bratty children because <laughs> they would never do right, this. Right, right. Right? I mean, when I got the white Oldsmobile from 1996 for my son Tommy. He didn't he, throw it right. He, he was totally he, excited right, by that. He didn't want the 1989 Dodge Dart. <laughs> But, you know, I saw a tweet the other day that made me think about this. Somebody was tweeting about, uh, send me your take that is uh, so against the grain that uh, people will hate you for it. And this person tweeted, I hate Ferris Bueller. Ferris Bueller was a stupid little punk. Mm -hmm. And that, I saw that movie recently, and that is exactly my reaction to that movie. He's a little brat. Uh, right, he is a brat. I mean, I hated him. Yeah. I absolutely hated him. I was rooting for the little sister. I was rooting for the principal. It was all the, all the wrong things of, that they were trying to get me to root for. We should get somebody from Ferris Bueller on the show. Well, there's still a lot of people right. around. Is the principal still alive? I think he passed away. Or maybe not. But uh, speaking of guests, yeah. Oh, we got a great guest coming up in about what twelve minutes, maybe. Yeah, Phil Sklar is coming. Everyone knows who Phil Sklar is, Dave. But why don't you explain just in case? You know, we've had a lot of great CEOs on this show. Yeah. Here's another one. He is the president of the Bobblehead Hall of Fame in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Now, let me ask you this: Mm. Is this is this interview free? It is free, just like. Everything else that's, that we're doing. That's shocking. And, and and what I heard is that you can listen, sub- subscribe, and rate Minutia Men on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, Google Play, Stitcher, and tune in. Yeah. And, and it, first of all, it doesn't cost you anything to review either. So come on. And if you subscribe, it just shows up for free. Uh, magic. In, in, in uh, whatever magical. device you listen to. So that's... People are foolish to not subscribe. You know what I love? I love a good pig semen. (laughs) 
This comes out of Australia, which, by the way, there's a transition for you. By the way, Australia, yeah. we are number. I'm looking at the chart right now. 422 in Australia right Not now. Not bad. Yeah, I know. We're good with the English speaking countries. Yeah. Not so good. Well, we do. Well, Vietnam. We are in Vietnam and Singapore. Yeah. Uh, Germany. We're actually making a kind of a run in Germany. Are we? Yeah. Those Nazi yeah. stories are definitely are, are working out. <laughs> Guten Tag. Illegal pig semen racket busted with West Australian pig farmer jailed. So evidently, Rick, the yeah. semen from or Danish pig semen is considerably better than Australian pig All semen. All right, you're a racist. <laughs> you are a racist. Uh, uh, West Austrian, Australian pork producer and managing director at GD Pork has been sentenced to three years in prison for smuggling Danish pig semen. Wow, that's a harsh sentence. In shampoo bottles. <laughs> shampoo bottles. Right, to into Australia. Now, uh, they had to be in the three ounce or less <laughs> because you can't bring it on your carry Right, that's a lot of bottles of semen. Although well, semen, I would imagine. Yeah, it's I, I, when, I got my, uh, when, I, when I got my vasectomy right. and they wanted me, they gave me a cup to fill. Yeah. With, I, I said to the lady, yeah. it's going to take me six months to do this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well... Yeah, actually, I'm not going to tell this. The, I'm not going to tell the story of no, the, no, no, don't because we have enough content for yes. today. That'll yeah. come out. That's another. Um, so Danish, like I said, Danish semen is better than Australian. I'm thinking, what are some good names for pig semen shampoo? Uh, okay. Um, how about um, how about Porky's Liquid Silk? <laughs> That's good. Uh, how about uh, Miss Piggy's Yanked Surprise? <laughs> not bad, not bad. Uh, swine slime. Uh, it's got to have like breeze or essence. Okay. You know, like a ham juice breeze <laughs> or uh bacon butter essence. That is, that's it right there. I could see okay. the label right there. <laughs> okay. So we've got some pig semen stories for you. We also, uh, you know what? We're going to take a quick break. Okay. And we'll be right back. I'm Howard Sudbury along with Steve Baskerville. And on the next Back to You, we're going to be joined by Arlington Bugler, Monica Benson. And Monica, what are you going to tell us? You're going to tell us about some of your experiences, weird experiences as a bugler there? I am. I'm going to tell you all about my secret life of bugling. There's a secret life. Secret life, yeah. Oh, I can't wait to hear about that. And Steve's going to tell us about his secret life. Of retirement? Uh, well, another thing. I don't <laughs> want to get into it right now. Back to you with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. A Tony Lozano podcast, an Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. Hey, this is Tony Lozano, and if you like podcasts, well, I'm the guy that you want to meet. Well, maybe, but I have my own called Nude Hippo, the podcast, and I do it with uh, many members of and friends, uh, including Kimmy. Hello. We feature some of the coolest guests like... Ryan Cheverini, Ginger Z, Mr. Skin, Tom Dreesen, and so many more. These are like milestone interviews. They're timeless. So this way, you could pick it up at any point. I suggest you start from the beginning. Nude Hippo, the podcast, and Opie Show. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radio Misfits. .com. <laughs> and we're back. I don't know if I told you about this, but I've written a book. Yeah. Yep, and we're going to talk about that in a second here. Yeah. Time now for a collection of Cub Geekness. This is Just One Bad Century. With Rick and Dave. All right, this is this one um, is a shout-out 
to our our ever growing audience in Germany mm-hmm. because there was a, a player who played for the Cubs in the 1940s who was born in Germany. So he played in the 40s. He played in the 40s. He was born during World War One and got out of Dodge. Yeah, and got out of Bremen or whatever. And yeah, then, Berlin. Uh, okay, he's from Berlin. Wow, Could yeah, be a relative, just like your people. And his uh, his name was Heinz Becker. Becker, yeah, Heinz Becker. <laughs> and his nickname was Bunions. <laughs> his nickname was Bunions. Yeah, okay, because he had bad feet. So he may, maybe he's related to me because of uh, sure, yeah, certainly. Yeah. Uh, so here's what uh, Heinz Becker did. He was on the 1945 National League pennant-winning Cubs. He played in three games of the World Series against the Tigers. He singled and walked in three at-bats, and then he was traded the following spring. But uh, I was thinking he had to be a pretty tough dude to be named Heinz Becker. In Ger- right, in America. In America during, the, in the during World War II. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and... Had bad feet. So you can learn about him in what book is that? I believe it's called Every Cub Ever. Mm-hmm. And I believe, don't check me on this, I think it's at everycubever.com. It's also available on our website, eckhartspress.com. E C K H A R T Z press.com. A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. So uh, last week, uh, Dave reached his hand into the jar and pulled out a name of a celebrity, and uh, it was uh, Werner Klemper. Werner Klemper, speaking of German, right there. That's right. Wow, segue. we are really hyper, segue. super serving our uh, German audience. And I will pick a name at the end of this bit, which will be okay. the next week's. Okay, well, it's not really a bit; it's a story. Okay, you know, so Werner Klemper was Colonel Clink. Everyone mm-hmm. remembers the great show Hogan's Heroes. And, you know, we talk to kids today, like I tell my kids oh, about Hogan's Heroes. They're like, it, it was about what? Yeah. It's a, it's a comedy about, about a prisoner of war camps, camp. basically. Yeah. 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 They think it's not possible yeah. that that was the show. And, and you know who was the producer of that show? Sherwood Schwartz. Bing Crosby. Really? Yeah. Bing, I just watched an episode the other day. At the end, it, Bing Crosby Productions. And I will say this. It's still funny. Okay, I was just going to ask you, does it stay <laughs> It's still funny. You know, those Germans are stupid. <laughs> yeah, They're yeah. so stupid. Well, yeah, that is, the World War II pretty much made all Germans stupid in American television. But Klink especially right. is stupid. Sure. And my dad used to get so right. angry right. when he'd walk we in the room. We are not so stupid. <laughs> Obviously, Hogan is leaving the camp every freaking night. <laughs> How can they not see that? Uh, but anyway, uh, Werner Klemperer mm-hmm. was coming to Chicago in the mid-90s sometime, mm-hmm. and I noticed that he was uh, coming to, to be in some play. I think he was actually, he wasn't in the play, he was directing it. And Nine! Nine! <laughs> he actually, in in real life... Was a Holocaust survivor, wasn't was he? Was a refugee, right. from, uh, you know, a Jewish refugee right. from uh, Germany... And was and served in the American, American army, right, right. and was is like a brilliant man. He his his father was a conductor. He was you know this refined man who was a theater guy. He he played Broadway, and you know he's remembered as Colonel Clink, right. you know, sadly for him. <laughs> but anyway, so I, that's what that was going to be my angle on the interview. Was it Steve's show or it was John, uh, John Landecker's show? 
And at the time, we had just started our Amish Chicago advertising. Right, right. And I was getting audio clips from everybody that came into the right, show. Sure. Like, uh, you know, hey, this is blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And Verna Klumper did do I re- one. I remember it, yeah. And it said something like... Uh, uh. Yeah. Once mm-hmm. the, uh, they know nothing, yeah, right. or something right. like that. So, right. If don't don't use them. They know nothing, but they're funny yes. or something like That's that. That's right. right. Yeah, Very yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, as you remember, uh, hearing that audio, it, it sounded it was definitely Clink's voice. Unfortunately, he had suffered a stroke, oh. and so he uh, was slurring his words. And he was difficult to understand, and needless to say, it was not a great right. interview. Radio kind of important. To that understand uh, people the understand what you're right, saying, right. so sadly that's my that's my Werner Klemper story, and he passed away shortly thereafter. Uh, let me get the next name right. Yep, reaching his hand in the jar, and next week we'll be telling the story of Valerie Harper. Okay, but this week we have a celebrity on the phone right now. Right. Uh, you want to say a little bit about who this is, or should we just launch it? Yeah, just launch. All right, we'll play the audio and then bring them on. Time now for the Celebrity Minutia Minute. Hey, you got a minute? Celebrity Minutia Minute with Rick and Dave. Joining us on the program, and Rick, this is a big thrill. As you know, we've had CEOs. We've had Mark Cuban on the program. Yes, billionaires. Billionaires. We've had Anthony Scaramucci. Yes. But for my money, Phil Sklar is probably the CEO president that I am most proud of. Phil is the president and founder of the National Bobblehead Hall of Fame. Welcome to the program, Phil. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, For anybody who is not aware of the National Bobblehead Hall of Fame, it's located in Milwaukee. And as the name implies, it's a museum totally dedicated to bobbleheads which is awesome <laughs> which is just the cool in fact uh i i was there two two weeks ago three weeks ago and met phil phil tell us a little bit about how you started this thing i mean i saw the video but why don't you tell everybody how uh, how this all started yeah so it really you know started as a passion uh and as a hobby and uh, it goes back to my childhood uh collecting baseball cards which my dad got me into and then uh, that transitioned into bobbleheads when my friend uh, Brad, who co-founded the museum with me, uh, was working for a minor league baseball team in Rockford, Illinois in the early 2000s and they started to give away bobbleheads. Uh, He got one. We thought they were cool. Uh, As big sports fans uh, living in Milwaukee, we circled the bobblehead dates on the calendar, so we would started to go to Brewers and Bucks. And, Can't go to that uh, wedding. Finally. Can't go to that wedding, honey. <laughs> Got the big bobblehead yeah. giveaway. <laughs> yeah, so the collection grew slowly, and then before we knew it, we had about 3,000 bobbleheads. Wow. Uh, yeah. Combined. Uh, how, and, uh, how does how does it before yeah. you know it? I mean, yeah. you know, I would think you start like around the one thousand mark. <laughs> yeah, you're like, you know, I'm getting a lot of these. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How long did it take to amass three thousand bobbleheads? Uh, that was about a ten year process. So from two thousand three to two thousand fourteen. So just over ten years. Um, and so they started to creep. We have a condo. They started to creep into the kitchen. Um, <laughs> at the same time, <laughs> at the same time, we were looking into making a bobblehead for a good friend of ours to raise money for Special Olympics and to honor him. Uh, so we sort of put those two ideas together because we had a really good experience with producing the bobblehead. So we put the idea of producing 
and marketing bobbleheads together with a one-of-a-kind museum dedicated to bobbleheads and announced the concept late in 2014. And uh, at that time, that's when we had about 3,000. Now we have about 11,000. Yeah, it's, that's, it, that's it, amazing. it's amazing. I mean, and... and, and that's brilliant. It really it, is. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, you've got the popes, you've got the apostles, I think, you've got, you know, you've got the Beatles, you've got, you know, what are some of the stranger bobbleheads that you, that are currently at the, at the museum? <laughs> yeah, you mentioned a few of them, but yeah, it's really everything from, you know, movies to politics to, um, you know, obviously sports, but really anything and everything has been turned into bobblehead form and uh, it's represented at the museum. Uh, America's great, isn't it, more... Phil? America, America is great. We could turn anything and make it into a souvenir. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, I mean, everything from uh, Donald Trump, you're fired, to uh, you know, uh, some of the South Park characters, including Mr. Hinky, the Babble Pooh. Uh, <laughs> so really, you know, I guess the, those are a couple of the, the more oddball ones. But yeah, people always uh, are surprised by what they see. Do you, now, because you're in Milwaukee, is your uh, collection uh, a, a bit skewed towards the Wisconsin teams? I mean, do you have like, is there like uh, a whole Bucks line and uh, Brewers line? I mean, if you want people from Wisconsin to come, I'm assuming you'd have a, uh, a nice selection of those. Yeah, so our welcome area has a huge selection. It's all Wisconsin bobbleheads, so everybody from the Badgers to the Bucks, like you mentioned, and the Brewers. Uh, definitely the biggest you know, section for local, but uh, in the same token, we have a huge selection of regional bobbleheads that lead into the local section, so three big cases of Cubs bobbleheads, you know, the Bulls and Bears, Twins, Vikings are all really well represented uh maybe not to the extent of the right wisconsin teams but uh, to a good extent and me and the other co-founder are cubs fans so oh fantastic uh, yeah we get yeah we get some uh, heat sometimes they're like oh the cubs bobbleheads are first there's three cases and we say yeah there's four cases of brewers bobbleheads or five cases of brewers bobbleheads so uh, all right. uh, the brewers are yeah more represented you know bobbleheads i would imagine like any memorabilia some of them are worth more than others, I would imagine, right? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, some of them, you know, the highest selling bobblehead that we've ever seen is about $60,000 a couple years Whoa. ago for a New York Yankees uh, special promotional bobblehead that only a few uh, were made uh, for display in retail stores. Um, we have the regular sized version of that one, but yeah, the sports bobbleheads date back to the 1960-61 season. Oh, wow. <laughs> and we no have idea. quite a few of those. Yeah, we have quite a few of those on display. Obviously, you know, the older ones are in general worth a little, you know, can be worth quite a bit. Uh, but at the same token, some of the newer ones can sell for almost a thousand dollars. Oh, my God. Do they uh, do the, the sports teams now give you like a heads up or do you have uh, or do you still have to go hunt them all down? No, so a lot of the teams now have been just sending them in That's great. to us. You know, we'll get boxes on a daily basis uh, from both teams and from individuals. So, you know, if you go to a game with a family of four and uh, get four bobbleheads, you, in a lot of cases, don't need all four. A lot of them might end up on eBay. Uh, but, you know, we do get packages all the time with people uh, sending it in to add to the collection. 
do you do you troll eBay looking for bobbleheads? I mean, is that do you, or do you have an intern doing that? Because I because I'll do it because it sounds awesome. <laughs> you know, we used to do it a lot more than we do now. It's something that you know now it's oh this bobblehead we really need to get. We'll get on there and look it up and and try to get one. But in the you know for most uh, cases we can just send an email to the team or you know one might have already showed up. Well, you guys, we even search for it. You're the big shooters in this industry right yeah, now. There's, right. there's, and and you know, you no one else is going to be able to start this now. You've pretty much <laughs> cornered the market on bobbleheads. Good for you. That's that's great. Now, I have not been to the museum. Dave has been there, but so it's. Can you also obviously you can buy bobbleheads there. Um, it, so are all the bobbleheads that are on display? Are they also available for sale? Yeah. Uh, so. We do have a store uh, which has over 500 bobbleheads that are available for sale. Uh, it's a cross-section of sort of the most popular bobbleheads from our website. Uh, so it gives people an opportunity to buy those as well as other merchandise like T-shirts, hats, keychains, magnets with our logo and everything. But the rest of the museum is not for sale, sort of like a you know art museum where you go in, they have the gift shop, and you can't just buy you know sure. the Mona Lisa. Yeah. The right, wall. I'll take but, the uh, Degas, de please. <laughs> yeah, right. And right, yeah. the thing without the penis. I'll take yeah. the thing. This, uh... You got any that aren't naked? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although we do get people, and we do help them, you know, track down. A lot of times, people say, "I really want that bobblehead. How do I get it?" So we'll point them in the right direction. Um, but yeah, it is interesting to see, you know, some people who are like, oh, I want that bobblehead right here. Well, you know, that's part of the museum. It's not for sale, but, you know, we can help you find one if you're looking for it. In some cases, in other cases, they can be really hard to find. Is there a Mona Lisa bobbleheads? You mentioned the, the New York Yankee one. Is there another one that, you know, you're, this is going to make my, you know, year if I get. I mean, is there like the... The, the, the one that you don't have right. yet? Yeah, so that entire series, so baseball, they only produced the Yankees in that promotional series. Uh, football, they produced most of the teams, and those sell anywhere from 5000 to 35000 Uh So those are definitely sort of the holy grail uh, of sports bobbleheads. Uh, the Supreme Court justice bobbleheads are actually extremely <laughs> hard to find. Um, you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg commands about a thousand dollars. That is uh, so awesome. You know, with the uh, Democratic National Convention coming to Milwaukee, we're uh, oh, in yeah. the process of planning for a special exhibit around uh, the convention, uh, political exhibit, and we're uh, you know tracking down some of those. Harder to find political well, bobbleheads. Yeah, <laughs> well, there's only like six. There's only like 62 people yeah, running right for on. the Democrats. Can so. I have a Hinken Looper, please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. So let me. Uh, the other thing that I find fascinating is that you guys make bobbleheads too. How do How do you go about doing that? Yeah. So that was the first thing that really got this whole idea sort of started. And you know, based all bobbleheads today are produced in China. Um, and going back to the beginning of bobbleheads, they were produced in Japan. So always in that Asia Pacific region, just given the cost dynamics and, you sure. know, maybe someday with 3d printing, uh, they'll be produced here, but not quite yet. Um, so yeah, we just, you know, basically take pictures of the subject and, um, they're hand sculpted out of clay and, you know, we go through a process of approving them and, um, you know, it takes about 90 days from the start to the finish, but wow. we produce 
quite a few ourselves, and then we also work with the company that has the licenses for most of the major sports leagues. We can go to them and say, hey, we want to do you know, a Dwayne Wade retirement bobblehead with all his career achievements. They go ahead and you know get that approved by the NBA, and then we get them all, market them, and, and sell them. How much does it cost? To to get like um, if, like if we wanted to get Rick and Dave bobbleheads, which I'm sure people are asking all yes, over exactly. the time. How how much would it cost us to do something like that? Yeah, so we do a lot of custom bobbleheads as well. So just one off, or you know, if somebody wants ten of them or a hundred. Um, you know, the cost for about for one of them starts at about one twenty, um, and then it goes down quite a bit. You know, as the quantity goes up, as the die has been cast yeah. or whatever. Yeah, so if you want like a million of them, you know, the cost would go down to, you know, around a couple bucks. Right. Yeah, I think Rick and Dave definitely, we need four million. I, I, I think we'll start with 500,000. Let's not, uh, <laughs> let's not go too much. Well, well, Phil. That, the... might, that might push the cost up a quarter. <laughs> um, well, as we mentioned, you're in Milwaukee. Why don't you tell everybody, you know, your website, where to, where you can, where you can go and all the good stuff is your contact information. Yeah. So we're, our website is Babblehead. Hall, H-A-L-L dot com. All the information is there. Uh, we're open seven days a week, so you can babble in whenever uh, you want, 10 to 6, <laughs> Monday through Friday, and 10 to 5 on the weekends. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, 6,500 unique babbleheads on display. Um, we got history timeline that tells you about how they started, which actually dates back to the late 1700s, which just surprises pretty much everybody who comes in wait wait wait, wait a lot of other exhibits wait the bobbleheads from the 1700s is that what you just said yeah so there's actually a painting of queen charlotte in her dressing room at buckingham palace with two figurines behind her uh, on the table and those two figurines actually had heads that were on a mechanism what? that made their heads <laughs> the heads bobble what? it wasn't uh you know a sports figure they were more decorative uh ornamental uh yeah. figurines but the heads did uh, bobble. Those pair of those recently sold for about $35,000. Similar, similar pair. Um, you know, when, when we were there with my daughter and her buddy, I'm like, don't touch anything, right? Cause, and <laughs> has anybody, which I'm sure has happened, a kid coming in there and, you know, ends up killing a bobble? I mean, I would imagine that you have breakage, right? Does uh, Have you had any horrible experiences where you're, you know, like Ringo Starr got killed or something <laughs> like that? <laughs> we have not so we've okay. been open just yeah, over six months wood. we opened february 1st yeah knock on wood um february 1st we opened and have had no casualties yet okay. um we've had we have the, plenty of signs up that say uh, do not touch or you could be banned with p rose <laughs> there. Um, and we do remind all visitors that not to touch you can take as many pictures as you want but uh, not to touch we are actually a second phase of sort of looking into having some or all the shelves sort of have a minor vibration so that their heads perpetually bobble. Uh, oh. We're doing some testing on, on that. Uh, maybe a motion activated thing too, where, you know, they're not bobbling nonstop, but as people walk by, uh, it activates the shelf. You are yeah, a marketing genius, yeah, the, my friend. Yeah, yeah, a you know, marketing yeah. genius. Mark Cuban and Anthony Scaramucci. Yeah, screw them. You are now our favorite CEO <laughs> who's ever been on our on our program. Thanks so much for being on the show, <laughs> Phil. Uh, we wish you the best of luck on, on uh, all your future endeavors. Uh, and uh, this is the, the greatest thing ever. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> well, thanks for having me. Have a great one. All right. All right. Bye-bye. What a good guy. I think that he's uh, brilliant. He's he's the Jonas Salk of our time. <laughs>
<laughs> the idea of of having it having the bobbles move at the same right. I know. Uh, it, really brilliant well what i think he's like he's like the pothole store oh. if the pothole store was run by somebody who knew what they were doing <laughs> right uh what but you know what also i th- what i noticed when i was at the hall of fame is that they would bob often up and down but then you'd always have two stragglers that were kind of left to right oh which i don't know how he's going to we should have asked him this yeah how he's going to do that all right well um Dave, if people want to find out more about uh, Rick and Dave, where would they do? Well, that? they could certainly follow us on Twitter. Yeah, I mean, Moon Nation, that's true. Man. I mean, come on, I'm on there like all the time. You are. Uh, you can email us at at uh, uh, minutiamanpodcast at gmail You can follow us on uh, Facebook, Eckhart's Press. Yeah, that's right. Or go out our website, Eckhart'sPress dot com. Yes, you can also Chicago Author Solutions yeah. dot com. Uh, boy, that, Rick is running. Rick is running for the Democratic <laughs> yeah, nomination. I, yeah, I, I only need two percent of the vote <laughs> and one hundred and thirty thousand people. Um, but yeah, so we're not hard to find. No, Just no, look no. for us. Uh, special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasana with OpiShows dot com. Opi is hippo backwards. O p p i h shows dot com. Distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great talk radio isn't dead. It's just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. And then we'll be back again next week. And we're going to have a very special edition of we, the Munusha Men Show. The proceeding was a presentation of Opi Productions. Find our other shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opi Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, creating a car that Aston Martin never made, plus a true family truckster sells for big money. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me for these stories and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, and Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Be sure to tune in to Free Kicks with Adam and Rick. Our podcast highlights the best soccer league in the world. The English Premier League. We recap the previous week's games. And preview the upcoming games. I do it from an American point of view. And I do it as an authentic Brit. Accent and all. That's authentic. Right, Governor? Not exactly how I say it. (laughs) We also talk about the local soccer scene because Adam is the Illinois Youth Director of Coaching. If you love soccer. Football. Football. Tune in to Free Kicks. New episodes drop weekly. On the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. (laughs) 